0: It's the Next Level Contractor Podcast.
1: Yeah, I'm talking about Mountain Dews, baby. We're
0: doing it every Monday at 7 a.m. With no bullshit in 30 minutes or less. Eat bread desserts and just get all fat and sassy. Helping contractors and small businesses be more profitable with better leads and better systems. talking about why to still market when you're getting more leads than you can handle. And we're with Bea bonte Hi. And uh, if you're on the audio version, she's a lot better looking than I am. So if you uh, pop on over to the video version, that'd be smart. Um, but seriously, why is it important to continue marketing even when business is booming?
1: hmm There's lots of things that, um, reasons that we think it's important, but uh, I'm just going to start by saying I know that it's difficult, it can feel overwhelming when you have a lot more contact forms than you're used to, and you can sometimes feel as though you're not tending to those leads as appropriately as you would like. So we're gonna get into that a little bit later, but I just wanna touch on the number one thing that I think is important about continuing to market even when your leads are good is you can be more selective and choosing clients that you really wanna work with, projects that you find enjoyable, profitable, and scalable. And the reason that that's so important is that's literally how you're going to grow your business Um, If you're taking on projects that you don't know how that's going to scale, you have no idea how to make each project profitable, and they're not enjoyable to work with, it's going to be so much harder to continue to grow and build out those systems because when you have each project that you're kind of just having to take because those are the only leads that are coming to you, uh, it can really slow down and hinder the way that you grow your business as a whole.
0: Yeah, and you know what a profitable project mm-hmm. looks like for your business, and you know what an unprofitable project looks for your, looks like for your business. But when you have people's time to be filled, mm-hmm. sometimes you lower your bar yeah. if you don't have a lot of leads. And if you're getting to this point where you have more leads, that's the perfect opportunity to start raising the bar for the types of projects. Mm-hmm. Enjoyable, you know, what is an enjoyable project to work on. You know the types of clients that you'd prefer to work for, and when you have the freedom to make that decision, life is better. Mm -hmm. I don't think we have to advocate for that, people know. Scalable, I just wanna talk briefly about that. Scalable projects are ones that you can somewhat templatize, systematize, turn into a system that can be carried out on a regular basis again and again. Mm -hmm. and a lot of contractors are out there right now. One of my favorite contractors in particular is learning how to implement systems into his business right now, Mm -hmm. and if he's able to be more selective, he can choose those projects that can be scaled out into Mm -hmm. his team, that can be worked on with a process intact, There are projects that are so specific, so particular, and we sometimes come across these, we wanna be of service, but we're trying to scale a business. Mm -hmm. We're moving from nine to 10 to 15 people in the next year. And we can't sign on a ton of projects that can't be turned into a templatized, systematized approach. And you wanna get to that point as well. So it's super important to be able to be selective and to really look for those things. So sometimes people are like, why do I need to be selective? I just need to have my pipeline filled. That's the first step. The second step is my pipeline's filled. Now I can be more selective. And then some of our clients, we've had two in the past couple weeks talk to us about so many leads that it's very hard to keep up with them. Mm -hmm. We have three clients that have talked to me about that recently. One who's literally stopping marketing services because they have too many leads and that is part of why we're having this discussion right mm-hmm. because we don't believe that you should stop at that point we believe that you should build brand for the long term it's not always just about leads and we'll talk about that a little bit later there is a distinct advantage to continuing to market even when you have an, a bunch of leads mm-hmm you have to build that long-term equity into your company, that long-term brand equity. And that to me is what marketing shifts into a little bit. The economy is not always gonna be this good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it might be painful now that you're going through, filtering through way too many leads than you feel comfortable with, but thinking about soaking up that pain and figuring out that process for filtering how to, what your sales process looks like after that person has come into your contact form or emailed you or given you a call. What does that process look like? Because probably in two years, the economy isn't gonna be as good as it is right now. And as hard as that is to think about, it's important to start your marketing now so that the problems that you are facing now can still be the same problems that you're facing in two years but you have the advantage because you still have this many leads, whereas other people would be killing for as many leads as you had at that moment. So putting the processes into place, starting your marketing today doesn't mean that your leads are going to just turn on in a second, um, and unless you have ads. But marketing right now isn't just going to be an immediate fix. So I think if you start your marketing today, this is also a really good time to start figuring out what that sales process looks like and what your filtering looks like, because you've got a little bit of time until that funnel really starts to fill up. So And it's, you know, yeah. it's
0: of our opinion that slower is actually better when it yeah. comes to marketing. We try to build magnets not to hit people over the head. Yeah. So that's why we're more focused on the organic side of like search engine marketing because we believe that, well, there's 85% of people are actually skipping the ads. Mm -hmm. So we think you get more savvy customers if you go after the organic search results, and that's not always the case for every business, but for contractors, home services, Mm -hmm. and those types of businesses, it's a great place to be. Mm -hmm. So that's why we say it's slow, because that approach is, a very long-term thing that even after you stop your effort on SEO or you know, long-term marketing systems, that yeah. there's value that's built out for the future.
1: Yep, and um, I think another big thing, so I know it's hard to think about what's gonna happen two years from now because the economy is great, um, but what is a difficulty for a lot of business owners is getting good employees and that costs so much money I think it's almost 10 times harder to find a good employee than it is to find another lead. So being selective, being able to find scalable projects, choosing people that you enjoy working with that are profitable for your business, which means that you can pay your employees more money, um, it means that you're gonna have long-term employee satisfaction. So if you're just taking anything that comes into your inbox and you're not able to be selective and filter and choose projects that are actually going to help grow your business, I think that's going to really affect your long-term employee retention and retention with employees is probably one of the top two things that would tank your business because if you can't keep people on, you can't even build those systems, you can't make your process scalable and that's going to be super detrimental and we know how hard it is to train employees to find the right employees and to find employees who are willing to stick around long term and people want to work at companies that they feel are growing and doing the right things in order to make their day-to-day work life better and right now it's it's an employee's market and we know that it's very clear so doing these types of marketing efforts is going to make you stand out. And it's also going to help your employees that currently work for you wanna stick around longer and just making their lives better. And I think as an employer, I know that that's really important for us and we get people who wanna work with us because they've seen us everywhere. So I, I think that short term, that's probably num- like one of the biggest things that you can do grow your business is keeping your employees attracting more employees and making them work on things that they actually
0: enjoy damn that's so true and there is a very clear cost associated Mm -hmm. with replacing an employee so just a reminder it can be 50 percent of an employee's yearly salary to just replace an employee. That's from the cost of mm-hmm. inefficiencies of when they're leaving, of the actual like process of taking out ads, of all the time it takes for your people to interview mm-hmm. and filter all the different candidates. So it's extremely expensive for your business. If you're not feeling that pain, if you're not understanding how expensive it is to replace Employees, then maybe you don't get why you need to be more selective mm-hmm. about your stuff, yeah. about your prospects. I personally understand that, and that's why we're so selective about the clients that we bring in, because it can be very painful to have to replace employees, yeah. half their salary. So think about that, and if you get that in your brain I think it's gonna be a lot more clear why it's so important to retain employees and why it's so important to be selective about the projects you take on.
1: Mm -hmm. So I think we've covered some very clear reasons why it's important. And hopefully at least one of those resonates with you, Um, especially if you're a smaller team and you have a really good close knit employee group, but it's also just keeping that selectiveness and keeping your brand impressions and things like that. So let's say you're understanding this, but it is, it's still difficult, even yeah. if you're like, oh I, I get it. I know I should do it. But that day-to-day follow-up with clients or following up with the uh, referrals or and also leads, getting in touch with people who call, text, email, it can be overwhelming. So we've talked through a couple things that we think are good about how we filter. And just sharing those with you guys. Um, how
0: to filter? Yeah, one of the- How do you filter then? If you if you were, you're so high and mighty getting all these leads and and whatnot, how do you filter all of them? Right? Mm-hmm. How do you how do you get rid of the bad ones quick? Because that's really part of it. Honestly, that's part of it. There's so many shit leads that come in through our contact form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So many shit leads. We get so many, but we know how to get rid of them kind of quick. Yep. We send out
1: a questionnaire, which at first I think was a little bit scary because we did get some responses like, well, why do I have to fill this out? Why can't I just talk to you? This seems like a lot of work. And I remember Tim and I having that discussion and this was two years ago. Tim was like, oh no, maybe I should get rid of this questionnaire. Maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe that's not a good idea. Maybe I'm detracting people. And we kept it on, saw the course and it's probably one of the best things that we've done because you can spend so much time setting up the 30-minute phone call to have a quick conversation and then two minutes in you're like this person doesn't even want what I'm offering so uh, discussing that amongst yourselves and your team I think this is one of those things that I would say the minute you're going to start marketing I think you should also be going through a questionnaire of how you want to filter Um, the top eight questions and I think these questions also tie into your marketing because it is the questions that you want to share with people the answers of why to work with you what it's like to work with you um, the value that you provide so i think that those two can go hand in hand but i would say seven to eight questions about timeline and maybe this isn't a bad time to discuss budget um what they're looking for if there's questions that you can come like to figure out what their expectations are, any maybe past experience um, with a contractor or you know what they're looking for, how they're going to approach a project. If you can kind of figure out how to ask those questions in a questionnaire, um, it's going to give you a lot more context going into that phone call so you can be more effective for them in the 30-minute or 20-minute chat. Um, and I know everyone does their sales process a little bit differently, but we usually offer the questionnaire and then set up a phone conversation if we think that this is going to be something that at least that we can have a conversation and be useful. Um, So figuring out those questions, getting them in a questionnaire so that someone can go through that. And if they're not going to take the time, 20 minutes, 10 minutes to fill out a questionnaire, it might not be a person that you're looking to work for, especially when you're doing like a very specific remodel or, you know, that that's a lot of time that you're spending with someone. So if they're not willing to do a 20 minute questionnaire, if you have a lot of leads, then it might not be something that is a problem. And that is a good way to filter through at least that very top layer of just like, people who are literally just looking for a price quote within 20 minutes. Um, yeah. Charging,
0: the, another piece for filtering, charging what you actually should charge. Mm-hmm. So a lot of consultants say, charge more money, charge what you need to charge to do it profitably and effectively and to do your whole process. Mm -hmm.
1: And like, along with that, charging what you need to charge and kind of giving a little bit more of that language around why you are probably not the cheapest option or things like that. People always ask if we can like filter who's, (laughs) putting in a lead form, we can't, unfortunately. So when you start to get more leads, you're just gonna get more leads of any category, but But you you can write posts around, like writing blog posts around your ideal, for your ideal customer. Or the
0: copy around the contact form too, like you can put, certain things next to your contact, we're not for everyone, but for people who need the level of service that we offer, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You can kind of allude to the fact that you're a premium option.
1: Yeah. And I think we've done a couple for a couple of our contractors. Hey, let's sit down and have a cup of coffee. Let's, you know, it's a little bit more like this is not going to be just a quick free estimate we will come out to you. And for a lot of like roofing, you can do a free estimate and it's not going to kill you. But these really intense remodels or a custom build, you can't give that estimate just within 30 minutes. So I think just having a little bit of a clear expectation of what's included in a free estimate or if you even do a free estimate and then sharing that before someone even contacts you so that they know what to expect and they're not going to be upset if you say, hey, you know, we just don't do a free estimate because X, Y, Z. They Z. They've already know that before they're even going to contact you. So I think just getting really clear about that next step that they can expect is going to help you filter a little bit better on the front end.
0: And we know that a lot of contractors and small businesses come to us because they want more leads Mm -hmm. and they want better leads. Yes. And that's a pain point a lot of times. So that's often what we're solving for. But marketing is more than just getting leads. Mm hmm. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, it is. And we kind of touched on this a little bit of like the being selective and around employees, but it is building that brand equity, having people seeing your brand everywhere and getting the eyes on your brand in every platform possible in every way it's great to have a truck wrap and to have signs in the yards and then also that person can find you online they have consistency across all platforms Re-
0: remarketing on yeah. facebook and yep. on display network around the internet mm-hmm. if you go to our website you'll see our ads for the next two weeks for sure so
1: yeah so and i think just like the attention that's the commodity right or it's not a commodity it's so difficult to get attention right now and people are so distracted by so many things so if you can insert yourself into the spots that they're distracted by such as instagram facebook anywhere online you're not just like advertising to them you're just showing up where they happen to be hanging out so you're
0: creating good and useful content for yep. them and if you Attention is this scarce resource. Yeah. You know, I recently had a competitor call me a diva for the amount of video that I do on LinkedIn. I don't actually enjoy putting myself out there and getting roasted by random people. It, you know, much to your surprise, I'm sure, it's not actually that fun. But I do it because it's good for our business, mm-hmm. and we get the attention that we need and attention is scarce. And if you're not doing that, to me it's lazy. Mm -hmm. You're not showing up where they are, you're not taking the time to create useful content, you're being lazy. And I might be challenging to you because I'm not and I spend a lot of time creating content that's useful and entertaining. It's not because I'm a diva though, just throwing that out there.
1: One of the things that I think is the most important is nurturing existing business and helping drive referrals. So it's not just about marketing to people who you've never met before, it's about being there to help people remember the service that you provided and being able to give them an opportunity to give a referral to your business. Showing them past projects that they've worked on, on their, that they can easily share with their friends on Facebook putting your work that you did for them on your social media. People love that. They're going to share that and say, hey, look at, look at how beautiful my house looks, but also thanks to this company for providing such an awesome service. If you need something like this, contact them. They're great. And then it allows them to be the hero because they connected their friend or their cousin with a company like you to provide a service that they found was really valuable. So I think people sometimes get into the mode that marketing is just to people that don't know them, but it's really about nurturing those existing clients as well as getting referrals. And it's about giving people, not just to know you, it's about getting people to remember you. So it's not just that first time that you see them, that you win, that you get their business. It's the 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th time that they're seeing you. Now they know you and they feel like they already Uh, are acquainted with you, and they already know what you provide, so they're gonna be so much more likely to contact once they're ready.
0: And that's building equity into the brand, Mm because they remember it. And just a couple notes on brand, that's why we have such a simple name, Hook Agency, it's a visual thing, as well as it's super easy to remember, it can't be misspelled. Part of this whole thing is building equity into your brand Mm -hmm you want a brand that's easy to remember and easy to accompany these stories. You know, we have so many clients that put out these videos as part of their marketing efforts and we help them with those videos and people share the video and Mm -hmm. they can talk about the brand. It's a lot easier to talk about a brand that has a distinct logo that has an easy to remember name. If you are a company who's branded maybe after the owner's last name, which I don't suggest. I think you do that at your own peril. I think it's smart to have a brand that is easy to remember and is distinctive and is a visual thing and is something that has a positive connotation. For us, it's hook better leads. For you, whatever it happens to be, you want it to be easy to remember and to go along with the value proposition of what you're doing. And if you're not branded in that way it may be time for a shift but you do build equity into that brand so it's not to be done lightly and i appreciate you coming on the podcast today
1: of course thanks for having me
0: and we'll be back next week monday at 7 a.m 30 minutes or less no bullshit it's the next level contractor podcast We're helping small businesses and contractors get better leads and better systems. It's brought to you by Hook Agency, hookagency.com, and Hook Agency all over the internet on social channels. Have a great week. Bye.